And hello again. Welcome to our Soul Talk. I'm Gil Rowland, and with me is my partner, Soul Dancer. Aloha! Hope you guys are doing well. We are going over our Phase 3 recap, and it's basically our title is Waking Up. A really good suggestion to listen to it maybe more than once. You can even download the transcripts like our Patreon members get to do. Yeah, folks, keep in mind, the transcripts, we, we put work in and making transcripts, so it makes it easy for you. You can highlight stuff, put notes in the margins, and that way when you come to the classes that our Patreon members come to uh, once a month, you can dive deeper into the topics. So if you're not a Patreon member, this may be your call to action. Just come over to bit.ly forward slash OST Patreon. Come on and join us. It's not that much, and you will get a lot out of it, believe me. So sit back, listen in. Here's what we're going to be up to. Now that you have all of the pieces laid out like a puzzle in phase three, we're going to put everything back together, integrate everything that was learned into this new creative identifier. So much like a kitchen or a tool shed or a workroom, there are tools in your kitchen. Depending on how much you do in your kitchen, it can be quite an elaborate kitchen. Or if you're a minimalist like me, you got a spoon, you got a fork, that's it. How about we begin with, Gil, your Webster's Dictionary of the word integration mean? If I were from a foreign country and I'm just learning English and I've come across this word integration, what would you tell me? In my definition of it, you are taking unique parts, different aspects of different things and uniting them together in order to create something completely unified and new. Okay, so taking that analogy, using the kitchen analogy again integration. I can get the bowl out. Mm -hmm. The bowl meaning it's me, the body, the physical body. I can add the flour and the sugar and the vanilla and whatever it is to make a cake batter. Correct. So that's combining, right? Correct. It's still not a cake, is it? No. No. The only thing you've done is make the batter. So what we did in phase one and phase two is we started diving into your own internal ingredients when was the last time you really looked at your own internal ingredients, right? Very good question. I think most people are on automatic. How many of those internal ingredients that you came across in phase one and phase two, let's just say the sell-by date's a little old. <laughs> <laughs> you know that box of Frosted Flakes mm -hmm. that you left on the shelf after a year because it was way in the back of the, the cabinet, and then when you pull it all out to clean it out, you scratch your head. How'd that get back there? Mm -hmm. Now, I doubt if you're going to open the thing, unless you're just adventurous. Mm. But, yeah. Especially if you see creatures calling it a dog. <laughs> exactly. So, in this episode, I want to challenge you. What does your definition of integration mean? Are you aware integration is somewhat like a funnel? At the very top of the funnel, the wide end of the funnel, but then it gets narrower and narrower and narrower, kind of like an hourglass. And then by the time it passes into the bottom part of the hourglass, it has to go through that little neck in the hourglass, right? So we're using the hourglass imagery because right now, this particular episode, we're in the neck of the hourglass between the top and the bottom, the integration. So when it comes to integration, have you ever noticed something unique such that between the time you let something go 
and the time you allow something in, that gap could be a second, could be a minute, could be a day, could be a year. Have you ever noticed how that integration moment is the most magical? The eureka. That eureka moment begins when integration, the alchemy. Let's go into the next segment now, alchemy. When I think of alchemy, I think of the old wizard with all the ingredients, right? And they're putting ingredients into some vat or some crucible or something like that. And they're mixing something up that in the end is magical. Absolutely. The alchemist, especially the old traditional vernacular, is taking different things that most people wouldn't expect should go together at all. But he has the uniqueness, the, the understanding of what each component brings to the table. And that blending is going to create this new thing, a synthesis. And is it fair to say, and here's our next part in phase three, curiosity. Is it fair to say an alchemist is curious? Of course. You can't make something new if you don't have it. You have to be curious. What would happen if I put chocolate and peanut butter together? <laughs> curiosity, ladies and gentlemen, can be quite scary because for the first time in a long time, we're going to dive into this tool. When we dive into the tool of curiosity, we're going to be mindful of the fact that it could be scary for you. Maybe you're not allowed to be curious. So we're going to dive into, first off, how do you feel safe in being curious in your own world? And how do you help others allow you to be curious? That's the key, yeah? Exactly. Back into history, me being a musician, I go back to the very birth times of rock and roll. When basically you took what was considered R&B soul music and you are now integrating it with country music in a lot of ways. And you're making this new thing that at first was called Boogie Woogie, and then the euphemism rock and roll kept on. A lot of people didn't like that. It rubbed so oh, that's many devil music. That yeah, you are taking sanctified Lord's work, his music, this gospel thing, and you are putting it into this circular aspect. Hip shaking music. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, and which is gonna drive you mad, drive you crazy, take you away from God, all of the rest of it. This was the thing that was seriously going on at the time. And then all of a sudden, as people caught on. As it became, oh, this isn't so bad after all. It was a toe-tapper, as they would call it back in the day. It became normalized. It became welcomed. It wasn't scary. It wasn't all of this stuff that the preacher man was talking about. And if I can just go off onto a tangent here, the only reason that they put that out there was because money was being taken away from this church because more people were going to the concerts on Saturday night. Ugh. So let's be real about it. But as it did become part of the cultural norm, yeah. milieu. the milieu, exactly, it was what everybody gravitated toward. Because they had our next topic, an epiphany. Exactly. And the epiphany was, I shouldn't listen to it, mm -hmm. but let me sneak over to Jane's house and get her copy. And then once mom and dad go out, we can see he about it while we listen to it and shake it up. Mm. That curiosity led to... The world going to hell in a handbasket. But it was still an epiphany <laughs> to them that they liked it. It wasn't this bad thing. Now, it could have went the other way. But since they, the epiphany was, this is awesome, they wanted more of it time 20. And they got it. Mm-hmm. 
Alright folks, you just heard what we're going to be up to for the next classes. I hope it doesn't sound too overwhelming. Keep in mind, Phase 3 is about putting the parts back together because we pulled all the parts apart in Phases 1 and 2 of our Soul Talk. So if you need to go back and re-listen to some of those classes, we've recommended doing that. And please remember, especially to download the audio file, the full-length audio file. Put it on your local hard drive. That way you can listen to this anytime you want. To do that, just log into your Patreon account. If you forget where that is, it's bit.ly forward slash O-S-T-P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And also, you can always share comments on Patreon posts, anything that you have observed, observations on, questions, just put them all on there. Get the dialogue going. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Aloha.